We're living through one of those changes that historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue, recording on this, the 6th of August. My God. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, I am Dino, and you are? I am Ace. How's it going today, man? It's going well, going well. Uh, how have you been? I know a little bit, but I'm, uh, you know, trying to catch the audience up on uh, how you've been. <laughs> right. Uh, well, <laughs> so... <laughs> My uh, my girlfriend uh, took the bar, as we spoke about uh, recently, and uh, as a result, she got COVID. Now, this was a known thing. Pretty much everyone going in to take the bar knew they were going to get COVID. Uh, what happened then was, of course, that I got COVID and I'm oh, man. also on vacation. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's... <laughs> I am sitting very here. Very important timing. <laughs> oh, it's it's terrible. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm over the worst of it though. I've just got a little bit of, a little bit of a congestion now. That's uh, okay, you know yeah. terrible. So on top of the fact that I don't have my actual audio set up with me, uh, <laughs> and that of course is going to make me sound awful. I've also got congestion for days. <laughs> that's gonna. Uh, any make me sound even worse here on this podcast any audio problems the listeners might hear on the podcast we're just going to blame it on covid uh yes so it's not our fault nothing it, we did nothing wrong this is all covid it's 100 percent covid's fauci. fault yes fauci yes. fuck Fauci. that dude you know yeah. if if he didn't do the gain of function tests in the in the wuhan virology lab none of this would be happening uh, and our audio would sound exactly. great exactly yeah it's like the main, you, you know, the little domino, the, the guy's placing the very tiny domino and it leads up to the very massive domino that's like six feet tall. It's like Fauci, uh, Fauci, uh, you know, doing the gain of function research and then our audio sounding like shit. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the causal chain. That's, yeah. The one right before our audio sounding like shit is the biggest domino at the very end. The one right before exactly. it is a global exactly. pandemic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Well, uh I I is there anything you would like to catch the audience up on or have you just been hanging out? No, I've just been hanging out. All right. And your life I, I this is the thing about Ace. I was talking actually, I was I was talking to my girlfriend the other day and this is the thing about you Ace. Nobody fucking knows anything about you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not you're not particularly and I'm not saying you have to be, but you're not particularly yeah. public with like anything really about your life. You're you're very mm. much about just sort of doing your thing and you kind of keep yeah. to yourself and keep your head down, which I I, I think is cool. But uh, it's it's so funny <laughs> that it's like, yeah. so what have you been up to? Well, stuff. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, stuff and things and uh, chilling. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's funny, too, because it's sort of like. um. Uh, I, I was thinking about that somewhat recently. It's about how, like, yeah, I don't really like a lot of people. You know how on Twitter, for example, they'll they'll often talk about like like real personal things in their lives, and I, I'm not like bashing that. Like, I think more power to them, but that's like not really my thing. Like, I get on there uh, to you know for war, and that's my shtick, right? <laughs> like yep. that's uh, uh, exactly so, yeah. 
it's not like I'm opposed to it, but it's like it has to for me, it has to come about more naturally, I guess, because I guess it's not my uh, strict purpose for being on there. I guess. Right, right. It's just not yeah. something that you talk about very often is your personal life, uh, yeah. which, again, I'm not saying you have to um, or that you should. But <clears throat> I uh, man, I'm if I sneeze or something during this thing, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm having Fauci. a hard time. <laughs> we already decided it's Fauci's fault. No, it is you, Fauci's you, fault. Be blamed. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So there is one thing I wanted to get out of the way before we got into anything else. And that is that if you are in the state of Texas and you are um, and, and you sell or want to sell, uh, of course, you have to be legally allowed to do that, to do so. But if you're in the state of Texas and you sell or you want to sell uh, 80% lowers, if you're a retailer or a vendor of 80% lowers in Texas and you want to uh, sue, you want to try and file suit for your right to do that, uh, the FPC, the Firearms Policy Coalition, at Gun Policy on Twitter is uh, looking for cases. So um, this is their checklist. They say, uh, are you ready to challenge the Biden administration on the uh, the, 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 the Biden administration's receiver rule? If you're a retailer or a vendor who sells 80 percent unfinished frames of receivers and you know of a shop near or you know of a shop near you who does contact our legal team at 2ahotline.com. That's the number two capital A hotline.com uh, vendors. Uh, you have to be uh a vendor or a retailer of unfinished receivers, a resident of uh, these of the following counties, Comanche. Uh, I'm assuming that's supposed to be Earth, but I'm not sure. E-R-A-T-H. I think that's probably supposed to be Earth because Earth, Texas is a town. Uh, Hood, Jack, uh, Palo Pinto, Parker, Tarrant or Wise counties um, and willing to participate in a lawsuit. If you meet that description, um, Get a hold of them, 2ahotline.com, the number 2, capital A, hotline.com. And that is all I wanted to do with regard to that. I just wanted to give that a signal boost real quick. Suing the feds, uh, fun for the whole family. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Oh, in that vein, and I hadn't mentioned this, but uh, Bennett, uh, Just Bennett on uh, Twitter is uh, trying to fund a war chest for a First Amendment challenge that he's bringing to harassment law. Um, And in order to, uh, I believe he's trying to appeal it to the Supreme Court uh, of the United States. And uh, to file is going to cost him uh, almost $10,000. And, uh, or is it just over $10,000? I can't remember now. But it costs a lot (laughs) to write a cert petition to the Supreme Court. (laughs) So uh, he is also taking donations. You can find his Twitter at Just Bennett uh, at Twitter.com if you care about that kind of thing. Um, I'm probably going to kick him a little bit as soon as I get a little bit of money. But I'm broke at the moment, so I'm not. (laughs) 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 All right. That's that there. That's all the shit I wanted to get out of the way as far as signal boosting crap and uh, helping out various causes. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It, so uh, we're recording on August the 6th right now. Um, and it so for people who don't know, it is the 77th anniversary of the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and then three days later, Nagasaki. Um, 
And of course, so anyone who's followed my Twitter for, for a while knows that I have this um, sort of annual tradition of uh, shitting on people who defend this. Uh, uh, last year was quite eventful because it, I think it, I think honestly, um, the longest quote tweet exchange I've ever had on Twitter was over this topic, and I think it went on for six days uh, with the same person. Oh my um, god! Yeah, it was a while, uh, a back and forth. Uh, so basically. You know, it's just this this type of cognitive dissonance for a lot of people uh, where on other like on other topics, they seem like fairly reasonable, even if they're state, even if they are status or something. Right. They can be pretty reasonable. But in, like when you talk about Japan, they always use topic. They always use words like, well, they deserved it. They attacked us. You know, mm -hmm. they you know, it's like uh, they is used is uh, carrying the weight of Atlas uh, right now. Yes. in their sentence. Like that's how Absolutely. much stress is put on that word. It's like when someone says, well, they started it or they deserved it. Who do you mean? Do you mean that little some little baby that got incinerated to death uh, from the heat of the sun dropped on them? Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean when you say they like <laughs> you? you like it, it really it, it really like gets on my nerves dude to the point where it's like okay if you truly believe if someone truly believes that a citizen's life is forfeit because of what their government does then you can easily make the case easily that 9-11 was justified in fact more really. easily more easily yeah, and more here's easily. why more because easily. If you if you truly if you must think necessarily, you must think that an imperial government with an emperor, this is a this is uh, for all intents and purposes, a, an autocratic regime of total control by the emperor of Japan. OK, you must necessarily in order to think that the people deserve what he deserves for what he does and his military staff. Uh, then you must necessarily think that such a government is a representative government. Yes. Necessarily. Because, because uh, if, you, if, you, if you can make that argument for democracy, I, I disagree with it, but you can make the yeah. argument that a democracy is a representative government. It's what it's called. It's one of its names is representative right. government. There is no such illusion for, a, uh, for an, an, an imperial government, for an emperor, right? Right. So yes. I, 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 it doesn't work on multiple levels. <laughs> yeah. And, and just, you know, there's a bunch of historical ignorance about the topic. And you brought up a good, really good point, too, because it's like, as you said, uh, if, if you're going to say these people deserved it because they're responsible for what their government did, even though they were living under an, an actual like autocratic empire, as you said, um, then you can eat, then you can make more of the case that people are more responsible in a democracy, a democratic republic. Uh, you know, and I disagree with that. It, just like you do, I disagree that the citizens are responsible, even in a democracy, for what their government does. But it's easier to make that case than to say that people are responsible for what uh, them living in a for people living under an empire, for example. Right? Exactly. That's, that's a very good point. You you just it's much easier to make the case that nine eleven could be justified. And again, I'm not saying it obviously is. I'm obviously uh, absolutely against uh, that argument. But if someone were to make that argument, it would be easier to justify 9-11 than it would be the atomic bombings yes um, exactly to justify uh, the deaths of yeah. civilians for the actions of their government it's much yes. easier to do that if they're living in a democracy than in a totalitarian dictatorship yeah. <laughs> and i 
you know, I, I, I wrote a thread on this earlier and I, I just feel like there's a lot of like complete historical ignorance over this topic. Like it's, a, it's so incredible to me that like people are just like, they read little blurbs in their uh, history textbook in, in school. And that's, that's all they look into it. Right. They think, well, America, good guy, Japan, bad guy. And that settles it. Right. That's yeah. pretty much it. And, and you always hear this appears, you know, there's obviously uh, the, the what was the proposed land invasion? They say, well, the atomic bombings just on a number calculus saved more lives. Well, for one, this this assumes a couple things. Right. It assumes that the land invasion would have been necessary in the first place. Right. In proposing the land invasion, they're making it seem like the land invasion was necessary and they're not even challenging that presumption at all. Uh, for one. Um, at that at this point in the war, Japan had been their navy had been almost completely decimated. Like they were no threat to the United States mainland whatsoever. Like not at all uh, at this point. Um, and uh, and even after the report, like even after the bombs were dropped, Truman's own post-war commission report uh, came back and argued that. Um, Japan would have likely surrendered without the bombs being dropped by the end of 1945 in December. Yes. Um, that was that was from Truman's own post-war commission report. That was what his administration de determined. Um, without the bombs, they would have surrendered. And the truth is, they were planning to surrender anyway. On June 20th, um, 1945, uh, the Japan's War Council, because it's an empire, it's run by, like, the military is run by, like, the empire and his generals, essentially. Yes, That's how it's decisions a are made. military dictatorship, much in the, in the yes. way that North Korea kind of operates now. Yes, yes. And so um, half of the War Council, so all, everyone on the War Council... They all supported surrender, all of them. But some of them, the only d debate they had was conditional or, uh, or unconditional. Um, from what we know about, and this is in Truman's post-war commission report, um, it, the details this where um, apparently uh, the emperor Hirohito, he said that, or he argued that uh, he was actually pushed, he, he was actually, in, he was willing to, have unconditional surrender some of his generals though did not want um did not want unconditional surrender they proposed that um the conditions the one of the main conditions proposed uh that uh, japan would surrender on would be the term of that their emperor would stay in power or stay as the figurehead essentially in, sure. in japan now the united states rejected this Right. And and this was widely known because there's a letter between there's a letter where Truman explicitly says he says the Japs are trying to surrender. Uh, um, <laughs> so so you can't make a case anymore that, well, they just didn't know. Now, even Eisen, like Eisenhower and all these generals and even, uh, you know, LeMay, who is also like a mass murdering uh, son of a bitch. Uh, he you know, th he was also opposed to, to the atomic bombings. So the generals, Truman's administration, the generals, most of them opposed the dropping of the bomb. So uh, you all these things stack up together and you realize, oh. This is what I've been taught in history is really just a fabrication. It's not true. Um, the, the, the ground invasion was just some war game, like theoretical, that was never actually necessary in the first place. And it's not even it's not even, uh, you know, uh, we can't be sure if, if those numbers are even accurate or maybe the, they fluff the numbers up uh, to a certain extent to make the bomb seem more um, approachable. Right. The right. Option of the bomb. Right. So. You take all these things together and you realize that, oh, okay, so Truman knew they were going to surrender. 
Uh, they were trying to surrender. Their navy had been completely destroyed. Like, they were no threat whatsoever uh, to, like, the United States at all. Um, and, and their condition for surrender was that they wanted to keep the emperor in power, right? Emperor Hirohito. So what did, what did the United States do? Well, they dropped uh, two atomic bombs on two cities filled with civilians, killing um, a, a over 200,000 civilians. And not only that... Um, but the very term that they rejected in the surrender offer, which was to keep uh, Hirohito in power, um, <laughs> they uh, they left him in power anyway afterward. <laughs> or they left him as a figurehead. So right. they rejected the surrender that had that as the condition, and then they dropped the bomb and then gave that and then allowed them to surrender on the conditions they wanted to surrender before. But all that changed was now that there's two hundred thousand dead civilians genius it seems like it, yeah. it, it seems like they got exactly what they wanted out of the deal wasn't yeah. there and truthfully oh, go ahead no i was gonna ask what didn't eisenhower afterward didn't eisenhower pretty much explicitly say that this didn't have to happen this is yes. that this yeah, was totally I, unnecessary eisenhower specifically said that this did not need to happen he specifically said they were going to surrender um so, so the, the Truman's own generals like disagreed with this. Um, and it, it's just like, well, once you take all this into account uh, and, and once you, when you talk about this with normies, it's almost like they just, they just start repeating what they heard in textbooks. It's like, it doesn't register for them. They'll just say, oh, well, you know, it saved more lives. But my argument here is like, okay, let's imagine because they are, they try to argue that, okay, look, um, going in with a ground invasion would have killed many more civilians um, and then the bomb itself. Okay. Well, All right. They're trying to say that this justifies them using the bomb, but that would be like saying, like, let's say you're a, if someone's a, a mass murderer and they want to go kill 50 people, but then they're like, mm, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling pretty good today. Uh, you know, I'm in kind of a good mood, so I'm only going to kill 25 people. And therefore... I should not be charged with a crime because look, I spared 25 people. Look, exactly. aren't I a good guy? I look intended. I'm such a good guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I intended to kill hundreds. I only killed yeah. tens. So aren't yeah. I a good guy then? Or didn't I make the yeah, right exactly. choice? Didn't, didn't I save those people by not killing them? You know, that, because that really is their argument. They're saying that, oh, well, look, uh, the United States was the good guy because they chose to kill fewer people. But I'm sorry, that wouldn't, like, that would not get you or I off if we, we told that to a judge in domestic no. life. Saying, well, no. I was going to kill more people, but I decided to <laughs> And I like, think the, I think there's so that shit. It's important, too, to understand and to maintain as, as part of our sort of as part of our framework that these people were not combatants and there's a lot of uh, yes, yes there are a lot of people who will and this is i think a, an interesting thing because there is a strange cultural phenomenon when you talk about japan during the war where yeah. um you had a sort of a population which by 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 sort of it's difficult to discuss this because by popular sort of understanding, they would have fought to the last man, woman and child in order to right. uh, not surrender. Right. Um, mm -hmm, right. And, and that's the sort of popular understanding of 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 what the Japanese population would have been willing to do. Um, but it, it, that 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 theory was never tested 
that that right. sort of a, idea yeah. is exactly it's, it's based on the um it's based on, I think, a couple of things. I think there's a little bit of truth to it. I think there's a little bit of truth to the idea that the Japanese population was propagandized into believing that they had to die to the last man, woman and child in order to protect uh, Japan. Right. I, I think that's probably yes, that they were probably propagandized to believe that whether they would have yeah. done it is another question entirely. And exactly. we also have to remember how much of our perception of the Japanese population is influenced by our own um, propaganda of the time. That yes. our, our own propaganda framed them that way. So, so right. to make them seem like these terrifying monsters and, and, and all this other stuff. So yeah. it, it, on the one hand, there's a kernel of truth there in that the population probably was propagandized such that some people at least would die defending right. the, the main, uh, the, their, the, the mainland of, of Japan. But, yeah. but there's no evidence that I can find that this would have actually happened. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's just proposed that they think this would have happened, but we have no way to know if it would have happened or not. Like, it's just speculation. Right. right. Uh, so, so like, you can say that about a lot of things. Like, you could say that the American public is propagandized. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I would obviously agree with that. But the fact that um, just because they're propagandized, we don't necessarily know what they would will do with that information. Right. We don't know just because someone might have faulty information to some regard. That doesn't give us any indication of necessarily how they'll act in a certain situation, uh, specifically like a, like a very stressful situation. So the idea that they're all like just, you know, because this is often how they're portrayed. They're often portrayed as like. Uh, rage-fueled barbarians who will just, like, literally fight to the last breath, um, no matter what. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't see it as anything other than a, a propaganda speculation on, on the United States part. Um, also, and I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't think it's a hot take, but I, I, I certainly think, like, it would be a hot take to a lot of people. My argument would be that, okay, even if the land invasion uh, did happen, I would argue that the Japanese civilians would have had the right to violently repel the American forces if the American forces like treaded on their. This is this is something right. I so. was actually going to say we, we, we talk a lot about things like the war in Afghanistan, where you have this kind of situation where people end up joining with um, with insurgent forces and things like that, not because they have any particular ideological care yes. for um, for whatever it is those insurgent forces stand for, it, it's got more to do with the fact that they want to repel an invader out of their neighborhood, right? Um, exactly. and, and so, and so we, and we can understand that. And Scott Horton is fond of using the, the sort of, um, red dawn kind of what happened if an invader <laughs> landed in Texas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. what do you think happens, right? So yeah. while, well, I, I, on the one hand, <laughs> on the one hand, I, I, I understand that there would absolutely be Japanese civilians who would fight uh, an invading force. On the other hand, I, I, I'm not sure uh, how much that would matter. I'm not sure how many people right. would do it. This deep in the war, right. uh, when Japan's already blockaded... Um, yeah. the, the, they don't have a great economy at this point in time either. Yeah, <laughs> like they're, they're uh, not doing well. Tokyo's been burned to the ground. I, it's yeah. I'm unconvinced. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I'm unconvinced also, that they could have put up more than token resistance. Right. 
and I, my favorite argument here is like let's imagine you know let, let's theorize and like let's imagine the united states started a war right crazy i know but let, let's just, just go with yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> let's uh Let's assume that the United States started a war with China or they, the United States attacked some Chinese military facility or something like that. And in response, China waged war on the United States. Um, I would be hard pressed to find most people who would be willing to die on the hill that China would have the right to drop nuclear bombs in American cities if America refused to surrender. Like, I'm hard-pressed to find most people would say yes to that. But it, that's why it's such a, a strong cognitive dissonance, because it's the exact same scenario as Japan, except I've just changed the players out. Right? Exactly. I've just swapped teams uh, a little bit. So, um, so yeah, I, it, 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 it's something it, that's really infuriating, and people just, like, don't get it. Uh, that's like, okay, let's imagine this was you. Let's imagine your family got incinerated by a nuclear bomb. Um, would you say, oh, well, you know, that was justified because, you know, Amer the, the American government, some fucking like mass murdering uh, blood soaked monsters wage uh, attack some military facility on the other side of the world. And well, that's you know, that's just the game. America started it. Right. Right. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, I, I think you would be hard pressed to find somebody who could tell you honestly that they would say that. Yes. Like there's no right. like you can absolutely find people who in bad faith will say um yeah it would be totally justified but it's yeah, like the, yeah you you're you're fucking you're not even thinking you're just trying to yeah. stay consistent but you realize what you're saying right. is ridiculous <laughs> like, yeah. it would be like like if a murderer killed a person's family member that would not give you the right to go kill that murderer's family right exactly like, that's they that's didn't the do anything logic that, that like. right exactly so Whenever it, it's just like this is one of those times where it, like it gets really like blackpilling for me where it's like, oh, my God, people really just do see these things through like collectivist lenses. Like they just see like, um, you know, nations as like uh, these amorphous like countries. Right. So like if you're in Japan, you're Japanese. And if you're Japanese, Japan attacked us. So therefore you attacked us. It, yeah. It's just a bunch of like collectivist like bullshit. Um, it, it is. And it, it's yeah. It's 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 this idea that that um, again you 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 started out the conversation with it the the, the word they does a lot of heavy lifting yeah. when you're yeah. talking about this kind of well they did this who who exactly yeah. did that right it's it, yeah it, and if if people are true if the Japanese that we were talking about this before but if the Japanese are truly responsible for what their government did, then every fucking American alive right now, their life is forfeit. Absolutely. For, for what their government has done. Absolutely. Uh, all the cruelty their government has committed. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a position people would be willing to consistently defend to the bitter end. Uh, I, I, I seriously I, I doubt, doubt it. That. I seriously doubt it. If, if you if you were to actually roll out all of the horrible atrocities that have been committed by the United States government in the war on terror alone... Um, and say, and, and, and stack those up against Pearl Harbor, right? And just right. say, okay, is, let's, let's, let's look at the, let's use this utilitarian logic that these people love to fucking use so much. Let's compare the loss of life 
and uh, and bring bring it all in. Bring in uh, the drone war. Bring in the night raids. Bring in uh, right. the the current conflict in Yemen. Bring it all in. Everything the United States is doing militarily overseas. And you tell me that you don't deserve to be fucking nuked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, whenever, when, when every time I bring this up, every year this happens, every single time, uh, whenever I bring it up, like, you know, the, these, well, what about, I, I'll, I'll make an argument. I'll say, well, look, what about all these civilians? Because that that's the, was the majority of the people who died in both atomic bombings. Um, how, what did those people not have a right to live? What about that baby? Was that baby uh, guilty? of crimes did he deserve to die did she deserve to die and every single time they'll talk about well what about those chinese babies right what about the raping of nanking what about unit 731 you know these things as if i'm defending as if i'm defending <laughs> the imperials of japan like these people just like consistently miss the point it's like no those people the the people who committed those atrocities they're evil and why are they bad why like look look why are those people why is uh, like the raping of Nanking bad? Why is like Unit Seven Thirty One? Why are those horrible atrocities? Oh, because you have a government killing civilians. Oh, that's indiscriminately, huh? Yes, indiscriminately huh. torturing and killing that's civilians. Ever... Right. So your argument here is that they were killing civilians and they're bad. So that means we need to kill their civilians and we're good. Right. <laughs> it's retarded. It doesn't make any sense. What they're trying to do yeah. there is they're trying to draw yeah. a moral parallel between uh, yeah. the atomic bombs uh, and and the cooking hundred uh, tens of thousands of people alive with atomic bombs. Um, they're trying to draw a moral parallel between that and uh, liberating the camps in right. in yes. Germany. They're they're, they're right. trying to draw that moral parallel, but. It's like that's not a moral parallel. We save the city. <laughs> exactly. And it's on fire in the back. <laughs> that is not that's not a moral parallel that can be drawn. Yeah. Now, I, I would be yeah. more. Now, that conversation can be had yeah. uh, just theoretically. We'll talk about the bombing of Dresden, right? Considered to be a a a a, a uh, terrible, t uh, tragic. Um, uh, uh, event bombing on the on the on the order of the firebombing of Tokyo, right? Yes. Um, and I, my position would be, yeah, you don't get to kill civilians and and not answer for that, right? Um, right. at the same time, you do have that directly leading to you open up camps and you free people who were in camps because you were able to uh, subdue the Germans on their soil. So I, I I'm not justifying Dresden any more than I would justify right. the atomic bombs. But what I'm saying is you can have that conversation in Germany. You can't right. really have that conversation in Japan, especially when you're when you're talking about um, the just like you said, the the sort of moral parallel uh, of, well, Unit 731 was bad because they were indiscriminately killing civilians. So we're going to go indiscriminately kill civilians. Right. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> Intelligent. Yeah. Beautiful. Very, yeah. very smart. Yeah. I think, and, and every single time it's like, it's always the number of people that will pair at the exact same talking points, like in the exact same way 
that is just incredible to me. Every every year this happens. And to be wow. to be perfectly clear, I realized I wasn't very clear there. I'm not saying the calculus changes in Dresden. I'm saying the conversation's more interesting with Dresden. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I yeah. 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 He. He. Listeners. He. None. Neither of us are justifying Dresden. I think I've I specifically called Dresden like a war crime. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. On Twitter in the past. Uh, not, so none of us are justifying Dresden. But no. 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 Uh, I'm just saying yeah. the conversation in Dresden's more interesting yeah. because you do have you do have camps right, right there like you've got uh, right. you you have the result of a of a war on the eastern front being the opening of these camps it's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a more interesting conversation i don't think my mind changes yeah. on it but it's interesting yeah. right with japan yes. it's not they were they were getting ready to surrender it was over it was absolutely over and the, the they were starving almost. Uh, they did yeah. not have a lot, a huge amount of food for, to even feed their military. So the idea that, you know, they would be any threat to the United States is just it's just a lie. Anyone who thinks that they would be a threat to the United States at that point in the war is just wrong. Like they, they were, there's no way. It's such an interesting thing. And I, and I find myself I listen to um, there's a very interesting uh, uh Dan Carlin did a series called Supernova in the East um, about mm-hmm. the history of Japan up up through uh, uh, the bombing. And it's a fascinating thing. Um, Japanese history is one of those is it, 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 the, the sort of cultural what, what he I'm just going to steal Dan Carlin's words now. I already did it for the intro. Why not do it for content? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the what he describes as the cultural carrots and sticks that gave rise to the sort of culture that we um, found it uh, found so easy to propagandize into this this is a culture that will die to the last child in order mm-hmm. to def- all that stuff. it's a fascinating thing but but we get so wrapped up in that that we forget yes. that there is a real political reality a a a political um a, a, a sphere of existence outside of a cultural ideal and that sphere is where the emperor and the uh, his military staff met up and said, we should surrender. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, you know how many people do not know that history? Like they just said they have no idea that Japan was in any talks of surrender whatsoever. Um, and this is where the, really where the propaganda shows. Last year, so last year at this time, I was having like the same conversations because obviously, you know, it's a very annual thing every year. Um, and, and I remember some guy was just like calling me an idiot. He was doing all these things. And he, I, I, he, he DM'd me a bunch of stuff. And then I showed him like the literal report, like Truman's report, where Truman's administration said, yeah, they were in talks of surrender to two months before the bombing. And uh, we knew it. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Nobody knows it. It's like, yeah. it's, wow. It's not talked about. It's not no, talked it's... about. And when it is, if it is talked about in a lot of American history books, and I remember this from when I was in school, it's denied that some people yeah. claim that they were getting ready to surrender, but they, there's no evidence of yeah. it or, or that's disputed. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's that's, in Truman's that's report. Right. 
Yes, it's literally there. Like, you can literally look at it. Like, the report comes to the conclusion that they would have surrendered had the bomb not been dropped by the end of December or in December sometime. That was their official, like, report. And the whole, and this whole thing about, like, well, you know, they claimed uh, or they might have talked about surrender, but really they would have fought to the last man. Like, okay, so you're going from something that we know, which is that they were trying to surrender, to purely conjecture. Exactly. Like, oh, well, they probably would have fought, you know, based on. Like, OK, this is just propaganda. You're just based propaganda. on their propaganda and and United States propaganda about yeah. just how fucking horrific these Japanese people are and how yeah. fucking determined they are to to right. to die to the last child yeah. on the mainland. It, it just doesn't. It, yeah. it, it, it's nonsense. It, it's a, it. It belies a lack of understanding of they may have and did have. A, a sort of cultural ideal that they would do that. Mm-hmm. It's not right. politically realistic and they wouldn't have. Yeah. They weren't going to. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that, uh, yeah, the idea that, well, I'll agree. Like, you know, there's a certain uh, like place in Japanese culture that is very honor driven, right? Like very honor driven. So y- y- I can understand like why someone might come to that conclusion, but there's no, there's not necessarily um, any evidence to suggest that any of these people, well, there's that, well, that cultural tradition exists that any one particular Japanese individual would follow through it uh, with it. Right. So it, it's just like, it ultimately ends at conjecture. And that's if you're talking about uh-huh. invasion and that's not necessary. Yeah. If, if I'm exactly, exactly, if I'm remembering correctly, um, that report wasn't predicated on the Japanese would surrender by the end of the year if we invaded. Right. Correct. Correct. It was just it was just that they would have surrendered on their own. Yeah. Uh, it's just December. things as yeah. they are now. If 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 yes. if this basically the, the, the war in the Pacific had been fought all the way back to the Japanese mainland to, a, you know, more yes. or less. And the at, at that point, Japan was almost fully blockaded. They were fighting a war in the east that they were not going to have luck with. <laughs> That, that they were doomed on that front. They were doomed on on the Pacific front. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. The the on the in the West. Um, yeah. Their West. <laughs> they were. They're right. fighting yeah, yeah. a, yes, a yes, war yes. in the West <laughs> that they're not going to win. They're doomed on the Pacific front. Uh, they're looking down the barrel of an invasion, regardless of right. how bloody it would have been. I mean, that alone, they were talking about surrendering. And yeah. that's what that report is predicated on. Not that yeah. an invasion actually happens. Right. <laughs> and it's also one of these things where it's like, okay, someone might say then, okay, if they knew they were going to surrender, then why did they drop the bomb? That's an interesting question. Um, and I think like why they, because if you, once you know that the, the generals and Truman knew they were going to surrender, you can no longer suggest that, well, they dropped the bomb because they thought that was the only way they were going to surrender. It's like, no, that's obviously like uh, shown to be false from what you obviously know already. Um, there may be I, something to the there. idea. There may be. I, I do want to push back on that a little bit. There may be something to the idea that it was the only way they were going to get an unconditional surrender. Oh, I agree. Yes. Yes. So I agree. Um, I, I would then argue that if you think that if you're not willing to su- accept conditional surrender, uh, and you'd rather burn children alive to get unconditional surrender. Uh, I think that's pretty morally detestable. I not agree. that you're defending that, not that you're defending that, but I'm just saying like to someone who would think that it's like, oh, so you you would rather burn these children alive 
uh, then accept a conditional surrender. Yeah, this, because they 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 on, wrap on a it party that is not a threat to the United States anymore. Right, because so. they wrap they wrap it in terms of ending the war decisively. But right. what they mean Decisive. is ending the war on our terms and our terms yeah. alone. And the, and you know it was such like a bullshit thing too because as I said they gave them their conditions their surrender conditions after they dropped the bomb. So yeah, exactly. They let they they, 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 like, they let him stay in power. Exactly. And you, I'm sorry, I interrupted, though. You were saying the, the... No, I was saying I think there's a there's a theory out there that I'm sort of amenable to that I think might have some merit, which is that the bomb was not dropped for Japan. It was dropped for Russia. Yeah. And the United States, after after allying with Russia, obviously, during the war, um, wanted to show who the big dog was uh, as the war was concluding so that, you know, they didn't get too many ideas or something. Right. Um, so I, there's a theory because um, Russia and, and all, by the way, Russia was <laughs> Russia was right on Japan's doorstep, too, during this whole thing. So even if the bombs weren't dropped there, Russia would have caused a, a surrender. Very Red, quickly, and, and, very and here's the thing, quickly. too. We know based on how the Red Army behaved throughout the entirety of the war, I doubt they would have cared about committing a land invasion. And that would have been their own right. fucking moral issue to deal right. with. But it doesn't it it it, uh, it does kind of uh, lend credence to the idea that um, you don't have to defend this fucking bombing. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You can just admit like, it was bad. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's like there were so many other ways it could have gone that there's no reason you have to think, oh, this is uh, the only, was the only way to win a yeah, war. This was the and, only and, option. No, as it, if, it was almost as they almost portrayed as if like America was losing the war. And then this was like some Hail Mary or something like that. It's like, no, it's framed it's, that it's way. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's 100 percent framed that way, despite the fact that the U.S. was winning in the Pacific theater. I mean, despite the fact that, again, I I don't know how many. I don't know. Navy, Dean. They They had nothing. They had no Navy. (laughs) They they were starving, practically. Uh, It it, 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 I don't I mean, honestly, it, it, it can't really be illustrated more clearly than they were talking about surrendering. Yeah. That's that's where they were in the war. <laughs> and every person on the council was like, yes, surrender. Uh, the only disagreement was with conditions or without conditions. That was it. That was the only like major disagreement on the council. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like they were all like, yes, let's surrender. <laughs> it's a it's a uh, that that idea that it was that it, they were dropped for <laughs> Russia's benefit is. Mm-hmm. An interesting one. I, I, I haven't read. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I haven't read any of those sort of not counterfactuals, but alternate theories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a theory. Like I have no I have no like hard evidence to corroborate it, but it, uh, it I think it would make more sense to me. It does make a certain amount of sense. About what Truman knows, um, like what what the generals knew. Uh, it, it seems to me that if you know they're going to surrender, unless, you know, you're just unless you're just like, you know, like doing this like dick measuring thing where you just like, nope, we want unconditional surrender. That could very well have been it. But I do think there's there was at least a part of their motivation was like, oh, Russia's at their doorstep. Let's show them uh, what we can do and to maybe dissuade them from getting a little too uh, 
you know, a little too crazy in the future or something. You know, maybe, maybe. not just Russia. Know. Maybe not just Russia maybe. either. Maybe for maybe the not. benefit of the world. Maybe just right. to say, hey, this is how big our fucking dick is and show it to the entire yeah. world, not just Russia, yeah. but everybody. Yeah. That like we're we yeah. we we have the most destructive uh, we have the most destructive uh, weapon on the planet at the moment. Yeah. Just to show it to everyone, maybe not just Russia. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that is probably like I, I definitely think that was probably a, a motivating factor for it. Yeah. And then you can justify it after the fact. I, I, I don't or you or other or you can't. And you just write the history books as if you could. Right. You, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a, it's such a fascinating thing that the the amount of of I mean, we've 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 talked about it a little bit. The, the amount of a historical uh, sort of knowledge, quote unquote, that people have picked up from from school yeah. and, and stuff like that, where. They, they don't talk about uh, the Truman administration's report. They don't talk about what Eisenhower said afterward. They don't talk about any no. of it. And like LeMay, the man responsible for the fire bombings uh, themselves, which, by, by the way, did kill more than the atomic bombings. Those are often overlooked. And I'm not. Trying yes. To, like, and in and in more horrific fashion, frankly, if, in, yes. in, in a lot yeah. of cases, slower, you're burning people alive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, look, so, uh, vaporizing is violent, but burning people alive is painful. Yeah, exactly. So even LeMay, who is a mass murdering bastard, uh, was like, yeah, we shouldn't do this. <laughs> and that should tell you something. Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, uh, LeMay, by the way, um, said that if they didn't win the war, he would be charged and executed for war crimes. That He, he said that. So... Um, oh, I, I think yeah. it's I think it's common, especially among generals of, of the time yeah. that they knew what they were doing oh, yeah. was of questionable morality at best. Oh, absolutely. Like, th like there's a absolutely. this is this is one of the things Dan Carlin talks about in that series is the idea that you had these kinds of schools of thought, um, especially with regard to the air power guys, where they're they they sort of had to, in a backwards way, justify their actions um, with the same kind of math that people do now to justify the bombing, which is like, right. well, a land invasion would kill more people. So if we right. if we don't firebomb Tokyo, how many people are we going to lose? You know, if the war drags on, we can end the war quicker it's if also, we have overwhelming also, air power. Isn't that, isn't that such just a convenient excuse, though? Like it just to, like as a retroactive justification, you can just say, oh, well, let me invent this other scenario that would have been deadlier to show you why. It, what I did was okay. Sure. You know? <laughs> like, sure. You're basically saying like, I could have done it much worse, but I decided not to. So now. It's, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's really... not even, it's not even retroactive on their part. This is the stuff they yeah, were writing in their journals yeah. at the time yeah. they're writing. We can end the yeah. war faster if we do a more violent air campaign. Like if we, yeah. if we kill more people from the sky and rain holy hell on everyone, we yep. can end this war quicker and ultimately save lives. That, like, th that, that's yep. the justification they're using in their head. Um, yeah. It's a rationalization for doing a horrible thing. I, I, yep. I, don't, I don't think it's... I, I don't think it can be fairly called a moral justification. It's a rationalization. Yeah, absolutely. It's a rational... Exactly. I was just about to say that. It's a rationalization, not a justification. And it's, it's one of those things... I, I, I don't know why... <sighs> It tends to be very hard for people to admit. Um, 
and even if you, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know if I, if, if, if I were suddenly dropped in Curtis LeMay's position Mm -hmm. and I had to make these choices, I, I don't know what I would do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I would rationalize it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this, no one, no one is saying that war isn't hard. No one is saying that war isn't hell. But war at bottom is industrialized murder. There is no moral right. <laughs> you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? So like, right. That, that's always the thing, right? The, like, even if you want to say that, well... This had this produced this might have produced like even if we give them the benefit of the doubt here and we take what they say as valid and correct that doing this might have saved more lives on a a mathematical total. Yeah, on balance. Um, Yeah, if we if we even if we accept that it doesn't justify the murder. No, (laughs) it's hard to. It is hard. And this is again, this is why I love that Dan Carlin series. It's really hard to side with the bean counters when you have on the ground reports of children burning alive in the streets of Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Like you can find those journals. Like it's it's a it's 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 makes it really hard to side with the bean counters. Right, exactly. Yes. And uh, honestly, you know, um, whenever you go like full on utilitarian with things, it's like this doesn't like you can justify killing like an insane amount of num- an insane amount of people if you think it'll be better for the you know rest of the people. If you can find like, some way to you, twist the math. Find, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, I remember one of my mutuals said a long time ago uh, because we they were talking about like how well well technically Hiroshima was a, a military target because there there were military bases in Hiroshima and I remember one of my mutuals said that everywhere is a military target if your bomb is big enough <laughs> <laughs> that that always like it really got me because it's like it's true it's like if you if you think that well you know this uh, we have to attack them here we have to take out their military infrastructure it's like okay when your bomb size increases that can just be the whole world at a certain exactly like well you know they were they were near a military they were on the same planet as that military base we had to turn all of iran to glass because there was a nuclear program somewhere in there (laughs) right (laughs) i mean look this is the kind of thing uh, i see it this way too when i was Mm. a kid And I mean a literal child. I was in eighth grade. Seventh grade. Something like that. When I was when I I, I've I've said this before, I I came I came to sort of uh, libertarian theory and anarchism from the right. I I came from a very neocon position. Um, Mm -hmm. My and, and it's it's strange to describe myself as a seventh grader as a neocon. But um. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's simply because I'd bought into all the neocon framing and propaganda. Um, I didn't actually know anything, but these were things I parroted because I wasn't thinking and I was just believing what I was told by, uh, not even really my parents, just fucking the news. I grew up in a post 9-11 world. I watched 9-11 happen. You know what I mean? Like this is stuff that there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of kids, especially Gen Z kids who... Um, and I was young when 9-11 happened, but they weren't even around. You know what I mean? 
And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really have don't really remember just after 9-11 just how much propaganda there was. Oh, we, yeah. We were taken out of school. We, we were taken to a rally. Um, mm-hmm. we, we were walked from our, uh, this was when I was in fifth grade. We were walked to the high school, to the basketball, uh, uh, I almost said chamber <laughs> to the basketball court. <laughs> and they showed us this, this propaganda video of, of the shock and awe campaign. And it was, uh, it was a bunch of bombings and A-10 strafing and all of this shit in night vision. And it was it looked like a fucking video game and it was set to let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> I was in fifth grade. Right. <laughs> I came home angry. Not at who they wanted me to be angry at. They wanted me to be angry Mm. at those raghead Muslims in the Middle East. Right. I was angry at the fucking school because what they were doing was so goddamn transparent to me, even in fifth grade. Right. It was the most obvious propaganda fucking go. As soon as you hit the high school, go talk to the recruiter. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. I, I don't think I can I can legally say what I think about military recruiters on the podcast uh, outside of like who hang out around high schools. But yeah, the ones in schools, the ones in schools, especially. Yeah. 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 You want to talk yeah. about fucking groomers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, um, God. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, but that's the but, and, and that, but I say that to say the 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 sheer amount of propaganda that we were subjected to through that time, um, even as kids, even as young kids was, um, such that it it makes it very easy to understand why I was walking around in seventh grade talking about why don't we just glass Afghanistan? Now that's obviously a stupid thing, but that's a stupid thing that adults were saying at the time. Right. You know what I mean? And you know this whole the whole thing about like nine eleven too, right? This is my whole thing because like uh, most people, I don't know about most people, but I, a lot of people at least, um, a, a not insignificant number, rejected a blowback theory when Ron Paul proposed it. Even though it's like you know, even though these people are supposed to trust the government, and you know this is a CIA backed thing, or it's a CIA thing that the CIA admits is a, is a thing. Well, not um, only does the CIA theory. admit it, but Bin Laden said the reason I'm yes. doing this is because of your bases in the Middle East, because you're on I the Holy that. Land. Be- I'm sorry, uh, the, okay, the, the, Bin Laden said himself the reason that I'm doing this is because of the bases in Saudi Arabia in the Holy Land in the Middle East. Yeah, that's why this yeah. is happening. So most Americans reject it because they're like, yeah, but but in their rejection of it, they they in in some sense validate and vindicate blowback theory by wanting to nuke the Middle East because of what happened on 9-11. Exactly. So, exactly. And to nuke someone almost, who had nothing it, to do almost, with it. Right. It's almost a performative contradiction. Uh, where it's like in, they're saying blowback theory isn't real, and then they're using their 
um, uh, their anger for what happened on 9-11 to go attack people who did nothing to them, which will then create more people who attack other people who did nothing to them. Right? Yeah, so it's exactly. Whole, like chain of innocent people dying. Well, that's something that nobody taught. I mean, was, I was talking about this with some people the other day, the, the Pulse nightclub. If you if you, if you yeah. remember the Pulse nightclub shooting, that that whole thing was blowback. The Pulse nightclub shooting mm-hmm. was blowback. That was I mean, the, the guy, while he's uh, shooting people in that nightclub and asking, by the way, where all the women are. He had no mm-hmm. clue he was even shooting up a gay nightclub. Um, all of that is that 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 just gets ignored. It doesn't even get talked about. Nobody remembers it. Nobody remembers it. And, and yet still people will deny uh, exactly like I said, people will deny a blowback theory. And like and t- again, people will want to again, people were saying to glass Afghanistan Afghanistan had nothing to do with 9-11. The Taliban had nothing to do with 9-11. The only connection between Afghanistan and 9-11 is the fact that Osama bin Laden was hanging out in the mountains to the north. Right. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Bin Laden's hanging out in the northern mountains of Afghanistan. Everyone knew he was there. The Taliban said, go get him. And we said, no, we want to fight you instead. Why? Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. I I remember he's like, um, I remember Ron Paul uh, wrote that the like the only justified response would be like uh, letters of mark and reprisal to actually hunt down those specific people who did this. But of course, that wasn't going to fly. Right? No, of because course not. Like, it's like, no, Afghanistan. We need to go into Afghanistan. And and, know, and like, Ron Paul's plan would have worked. The Taliban yes. wanted to hand over bin Laden. Yes, the Taliban offered twice to give bin Laden to Bush. Yeah, twice that were in their control. They they offered three times. They offered three times, but the second offer was uh was rejected by a third party. The the the, the second offer was rejected by um oh uh, who was it? It was uh Pakistan. Um they rejected that uh that second offer. Uh because the the, the second offer was the Taliban saying, "We'll just give him to pa- uh, to Pakistan and the Pakistan give him to you." And Pakistan said, yeah. "We want nothing to do with that." <laughs> Uh, but you're right. There were two offers that they had control over. The first one was uh, and not to recount everything Scott Horton's ever said, but the first one was um, that the Taliban would uh, uh, hand him over to any um, any uh, uh, Arab nation. I think it was any uh, nation in the Arab Alliance. What's that collection of countries called? Now I can't remember. Oh, oh, um. Oh God, I I, I drew. I'm drawing a blank here. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly it's, what it's, you mean. And it's uh, Arab Emirates. No, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it, it's no, it's no, no, something no, no. else. But it, but it includes places like Turkey and places that are very uh, yeah. friendly to the United States that they they would have handed them over to. And the the U.S. said no. And then the Pakistan thing fell apart. And then the Taliban said, okay, uh, we'll hand him to any third nation. We won't hand him directly to you, but we'll give him to any third nation. <laughs> and and the U.S. said no again. That's where the famous we don't negotiate with terrorists comes from. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's insane to me. Yeah. And again, not to repeat everything Scott Horton's ever said, but the reason they wouldn't hand him over to us directly was just because of their honor code, the, the Pashtunwale honor code. They they mm-hmm. he had guest status in the country, and so they couldn't directly betray him. 
but they right. they they could do it, you know, in kind of a tertiary way. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, so in any case, it, I all of that, basically, what I was trying to illustrate, I think, was that the amount of the it makes perfect sense that the propaganda would have such a hold on people even this long after the war, even after this much evidence, and even after, again, you can find the Truman administration report, you can find the things that Eisenhower said about it, you can find things that uh, the general staff said about dropping those bombs. It's, it's all publicly yeah. available. It's, none of it's hidden. Yes. Yeah, it's right there. Like, if you have connection to the internet, you can find this information. <laughs> exactly it's not it, it's not um the only thing keeping it from you is your high school history book literally everything exactly. else you can everywhere else you can find it um yeah um i'm actually trying to find the justin Armando piece i linked to a lot the exact the exact name of it because he he details this uh, he detailed this uh, the late justin Armando. he details this really well um and i'm going to try to go back and find exactly uh what the title was but um, it's all there. Like if you go to antiwar.com and you just search anything like atomic bombings, Japan, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, you will find like citations, direct citations into exactly what we're saying. <laughs> so yes, uh, exactly. Um, it's uh, it's a, uh, it's on the, is it on the libertarian Institute or antiwar.com? Um, it's on antiwar.com. I'll, I have it right here. Hold on one second. Um, okay. It is, Okay, yeah, it is uh, Antiwar.com behind the headlines uh, by um, Justin Romano from August 8th, 2001. What's the subhead on this. it? You want to put it, I, I, give me one second. I can link this and you can put in the... Um, yes, the, uh, I, I will put it in the show description. Okay. Yeah. Yep, I will. Let me just uh, copy this real quick and I will get it to you in just a moment. All right. Um, that piece, I actually had it pulled up a second ago, but the uh, yeah, there it is. And the subhead there uh, or the actual the headline Hiroshima Monomore, why Americans are barbarians. God, I fucking love him. <laughs> I yeah, love Justin Romano. Romano so. <laughs> From August 8th, 2001. Um, man, it's a, it is, it is quite a piece. Uh, it, it basically yes. responds to everything. Yes, it's really good. It basically responds to all of the talking points about Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. And, and the, po and the uh, Truman's post-war commission report is linked within that piece too. So you can also find that there. Excellent. Excellent. Um, man. Yeah, that's a great resource. I will definitely uh, that will be in the description uh, when the show okay, goes up. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we've I think we've pretty much covered everything we can with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got I, that know, out of my system. For there's a certain extent to which I don't really blame people for falling for propaganda. Yeah, no, like, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I've, I've been thinking about this a lot and I've thought about this in in in, in relationship to a lot of different things. But just like that, I was dragged out of class in fifth grade, put into a, 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 a what is basically a, a, a basketball arena. Um, it was a big, this was not a, uh, this was a, 
the school was very proud of their basketball team and they had a nice setup. Um, and I watched people kill people um, through night vision with explosions and guns. And it was set to a song that I actually still like to this day. I, I liked it at the time. Um, <laughs> and, and it was designed. I know what it was designed to do. Yeah. It was designed to make me feel a, a patriotic fervor. It was designed to make mm -hmm. me feel like we were sticking it to these guys who did 9-11. It, it was, it was designed right. to do all these things. Um, it didn't work on me, but, but I'm also a cynical piece of shit who second guesses everything. I, I don't expect <laughs> everyone to think that way. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of people just have lives that they want to live and that they don't really have a lot of time to, like, cross-check, uh, like, uh, information that they receive. To You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, exactly. I, so I can't really blame people for falling for it and, and, for, and for believing mm -hmm. it. I mean, it's, it's, these people are authority figures and they're telling you that this thing is good. Um, just, I mean... It, it was the school, the 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 people who are supposed to teach me things uh, that was that was showing me this video of killing and saying this is good and we're doing this for the right reasons and you should celebrate this. Right. Um, yep. Even though all of that was false, it, it was not good. <laughs> I mean, even outside of, you know, the fact that war is industrialized murder and it's it's there yeah. is no there is no moral good to be found there. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and, and which is why, you know, it's just like that. Those choices are very hard. Uh, so I, I even out, even taking that out of the equation, there was no reason for the United States to be in a conflict with either in, in Afghanistan or in Iraq. There was no reason. Exactly. The, 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 the actions yeah. that the United States took there were objectively bad actions. Uh, the yeah. United States, uh, the, the, the leadership of the United States was aware that those wars were going to be costly, were going to be Vietnam-like in their, in their violence and in their... Um, in, in their in their uh, duration <laughs> um, and in their cost in lives, uh, both for yeah. Americans and for civilians in those countries. Um, it's supposed to be a uh, like a moral presumption that you were only responsible for actions you commit and you're not responsible for actions other people commit, even if you live within their general proximity right. or are related to them by blood. Uh, you know, this isn't like medieval times where like, you know, if one family member does something, the whole family gets punished or some shit like that. That's fucking uh, I mean, it's it's communism like, yeah. like in, in 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 authoritarian communist nations, they'll punish your yeah. family for something you did. Right. Exactly. So so when you say that, well, we need to go into Afghanistan and, you know, uh, you know, fight, fight these wars. It's like, wait a minute. Hold on. It's here. Uh, these people are resisting you because you're invading their home and you're not even getting the people who actually attacked you. You're not actually working to actually capture these people because you denied uh, offers to actually capture the, the head yeah. guy who did You this. could have had you them. Claim. You elected not yeah. to. Exactly. So, yeah. It, it they were told, just, yeah. the Taliban told. This is the thing, right? The Taliban told the United States to just go get him, and the U.S. said no. Yeah. 
they, they literally let him escape. Like they literally let uh, Bin Laden go. They let they being the United, United States watched. military, right? Yes, the United yes. States, yes. The United yes. States basically watched as he ran away and did yeah. nothing. Yeah, they watched him leave and go into Pakistan and didn't do anything about it. It's just, oh, God. Yeah, because there's this theme in American culture, and you see this with conservatives a lot, where even conservatives nowadays will say, Iraq was a mistake. It was a bad war. But they'll still say, but Afghanistan was justified. Yeah. How? (laughs) Yeah. No. I can only think Uh, like people who people who argue that Afghanistan was a justified war. I can only think that they don't have all the facts. Um, Right. Like like uh, and honestly, it's not their fault, because, again, I don't blame people for falling for propaganda. It's not their fault. Um, Right. So I, I can only th- at least with normal people, if it's if it's military people like like uh, like uh, uh, people in leadership positions, neocons, um, those kinds of people, uh, I know they're just liars. They have all the facts and they don't care. Um, but but for the average person, just a normal person that you're talking to out in the world who still says, yeah, well, Afghanistan was justified. They don't have the facts. Mm-hmm. There's no way they do, because if you have all the facts about the Afghanistan war, about who the enemy was in the Afghanistan war and about why that war started in the first place, you cannot think it's a justified war. It does not yep, meet the absolutely. definition. Not at all. It, 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 and, and so I, I, I truly think they don't have all the facts. I think about it a lot like I think about 18 year olds who take out a bunch of student loans it's like you were told to do this all through high school. You were told yep. to do this by your guidance counselor. You were told to do this by your parents. You were told to do this by the college that you then signed up to attend. And you've been told to do this your entire life. You've been told since you were in kindergarten that you have to go to college. You don't have a choice. It's the only way to get a good job. Yeah, it's, it's the only way. Exactly. And, and if people think I'm lying, dude, if you walk into a kindergarten during the school year, I guarantee you there's going to be some shit about the, the road to college on the walls. I, it's not even a joke. I've seen it personally. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the again, so when people talk about, well, yeah, but you're, you know, yeah, yeah I don't know, whatever. What, what, how, old are, how old are you when you graduate college? I don't even remember anymore. 24, 23. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're 23, 24. You should have known what you were doing. Why would they have known? Who right. told them? When, when the entire culture is telling you you need to go to college. It's the only way you're going to be successful. If you don't go to college, you're just going to be flipping burgers or something for the rest of your life. These are actual things people are told throughout their lives. And in uh, public school, uh, people are told this. Yes. Yeah. So I completely agree that, like, I don't think anyone is at fault for, like, not knowing something or even knowing fault or even like knowing false information, because obviously if it's told to you, like, especially throughout uh, the entire society, um, people just don't have the time to, like, really look into it. Um, and if you, if you just assume that everything you ever hear is a lie, you're not going to make it very far in life because you're just going to mm-hmm. be like, uh, you know, schizophrenic almost at that point. Yep. Um, I've said this. So I've yeah, said this a couple I, of times, but to, to clarify my point on that, I'm not saying that in any self-serving way. I don't carry any debt from my undergrad degree. Mm-hmm. I, I, right. I, I it's it's not self-serving for me to say that I right. <laughs> I, I gain nothing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I gain absolutely nothing. I, I don't have any undergrad My, debt. So yeah. the, it, it's truly just ob- objectively true. <laughs> that there's yeah. no reason yeah. to expect these kids to know any better. Yeah. 
I don't blame anyone for like being ignorant or like falling for propaganda. I, I do blame them once they have the information in front of them and they fall back on the propaganda, right? Almost as like a defense yep. mechanism. Uh, I think a lot of times it's probably because like it's too painful to realize you've been duped. Uh, yep. Uh, sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, that, I, at that point, it's part, right? at that point, it's willful ignorance and, and it's yeah. Yeah. That's that's on you. That's on them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. So it's, but but I do, I just, I don't know. I I don't blame people for, for, for falling for it when people who they are supposed Mm -hmm. to trust lie to them. I, I I don't, I don't blame them. It's not their fault. (laughs) It's basically fraud. (laughs) I agree with that. I actually agree with that. Yeah. I don't, I, I, it's, I, I don't know. And I'm not necessarily even saying not to make it just about student loans. I'm not necessarily saying like student loan forgiveness is the only way or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I mean, the conversation needs to be a little bit more nuanced than, well, you took out the loans. Yeah, but did they fucking know what they were doing? Were were they told the terms of the loan? Because I'm thinking no. Because I have yeah. taken out loans for law school, knowing full well what I'm doing, expecting to pay them back, yada, yada. Um, I have taken out loans for law school. And here's the thing. I wouldn't get loan forgiveness anyway. I'm getting a professional degree and I would be excluded. Um, but even then, like for undergrad stuff, they, they, they do not show you the terms of the loan agreement. You don't know what you're agreeing to. And there's no one to walk you through it. You're right. just you just signed the thing. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? I think a lot of times, you know, and, and I think, uh, you know, I, you can't a priori know exactly like which cases are fraud and which aren't. Um, that kind of has to be like a case by case thing. But I, I do think there's certainly a, a case that could easily be made that a lot of times when people just like who just like sign their name on a contract but don't actually even understand what they're doing i would argue that's probably not a binding contract uh, oh yeah because they just don't know like you're just writing like writing your name down on something doesn't have any magical property to it you know what i mean like it's not like well at, you're at common law role at common law a contract would requ- would require a meeting of the minds and if there's right, no meeting right, of the minds exactly. there's no contract um, exactly yeah so I, 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 I think that's very important. I think that matters a lot. Um, but even then, I just uh, <laughs> it just it just bugs me. But I don't know. And I make this point about that, too. And just to I just want to say this one thing. I make this point about student loans all the time. Who mm-hmm. carries the risk of student loans? Because you're talking about a loan, right? So there has to be some risk right. that someone's carrying. Who carries that risk? <laughs> right. It's not the lender. <laughs> right. The yeah. lender has no risk because it's federally yeah, yeah. backed. The lender's going right, to be made exactly. whole regardless. Right. So, yeah, it's only... <laughs> it's a scam. <laughs> yeah. If you have if there is a loan where the lender carries no risk at all and it's not like secured, um, uh-huh. like a secured loan is different. You're telling me that I get to take this piece of property or or whatever if if I don't get my money back. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's uh, like pawning. Right. That's a different thing. That's a secured loan. Mm-hmm. But this is a loan. It's not technically a secured loan. And 
the lender carries no risk. That's a scam. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> that's I just uh, that the, 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 the risk allocation thing is something nobody talks about. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I didn't really like consider it that way, but that's interesting. Yeah. Um, OK, so we you had sent a couple of things in the topics channel. We've talked about uh, I know we wanted to talk about the, uh, the nuclear thing and all that. Um, uh, OK, uh, do you want to talk about this uh, Brianna Taylor case thread that you sent? I haven't oh. had a chance to read it, but yeah, yes. Um, so this is a Twitter thread um, um, that basically is talking about some things that were uncovered in the Brianna Taylor case. Now, if people who uh, might not know, Brianna Taylor was a, um, a woman who was killed by police officers when um, I, I believe a stray bullet hit her. Um, when um, they had in, like done a no-knock raid into this into her house, her and her boyfriend's house, uh, right. in the middle of the night. Um, and this is a thread detailing some things. We just recently kind of learned about some indicting stuff here. Um, so basically, they um, uh, this person goes on to say, uh, Joshua Jane's uh, Kyle Meany applied for a search warrant under the penalty of perjury. Um, in, uh, in that search warrant, they made three false allegations. Brianna Taylor's ex-boyfriend was receiving packages uh, to her home. Uh, he lived in her residence and that the post office confirmed this. These were apparently all false allegations that were not true. Um, and they did, ad essentially did these things uh, with the knowledge that the execution of the no-knock warrant uh, could cause danger to uh, Brianna Taylor, uh, the officers and third parties. So essentially, they essentially just lied to get the search warrant. Completely like they fabricated uh, things to lie. You know, and, you know, this is I'm sure that's not uh, I'm sure that's not too uncommon. Uh, maybe I'm too cynical, but yeah, I, I have a feeling that's not too uncommon for search warrants. Uh, this is actually to to your point. Um, do you remember the raid in Houston that killed Dennis Tuttle? Yes. And I can't remember yes. his girlfriend's name. I feel terrible. Regina Nicholas, right? Yeah. OK. Yes, yes. Um, OK, so that raid in Houston was based on a on a warrant uh, that was uh, put together by uh, or rather the uh, the report was put together by Officer Gerald Goins and he lied about receiving information from a confidential informant that that house was a drug house. And, and that warrant was based on a lie. That warrant was based on that lie. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's always one of those things, you know, you you feel like it always happens. But then when you actually have evidence of it happening, it's like, oh, shit, uh, for, it's out here in the open for everyone to see. Yeah, so. yeah, that's the uh, Gerald Goins lied about using a confidential informant to buy heroin at a house that was under investigation. Uh, and, uh, that, that's, that's what, that's what that warrant was based on that led to that, uh, the, uh, the killing of Dennis Tuttle and Regina Nicholas yeah. in Houston. So same kind of same story here, honestly, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it goes on to say that, um, uh, me and James attempted to cover it up by asking other officers to say that they told the officers this false information. So they, they basically went to other police in the in the uh, in the department 
to help them cover up this lie, this bullshit. <laughs> of um, course. In fact, these officers had been told affirmatively uh, that Taylor's ex-boyfriend did not live there and was not receiving packages there. So it wasn't just like, it can't be you're just written off as like, oh, this is just, just a mistake of false information or bad information. No, they knew and they openly lied about this. Yes. Um, to get the search warrant. Um, and yeah, they, they essentially tried to get their stories straight. Oh, and um, they, so d- during this, I, I didn't, I don't remember if I forgot this part or if I didn't know it. But apparently the no-knock raid into Brianna Taylor's house uh, was made without them in uniform. Oh, my God. You're kidding. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, that's apparently uh, what happened. Um, from, now, this could be wrong. I, I can't, like, 100% back this information up. But that, that, to my understanding at this current point, that does appear to be exactly what happened. Um, uh holy God. shit oh yeah so uh the na- okay so yeah pl- after plainclothes officers entered taylor's home in the middle of the night her boyfriend shot once hitting an officer then o- officers then shot back from inside the apartment uh hankerson uh exited the apartment and began shooting into the glass door that was covered with blinds allegedly allegedly uh Hankerson shot towards other officers into the apartment uh, and into the apartments of neighbors, shooting blindly into the night. Oh, my God. Yeah. So literally, okay, I want to run through this thread. So literally every uh, just for for one purpose, and that is the arguments that I have seen used to justify the murder of Breonna Taylor. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the primary ones is that the first is that she shouldn't have been um, dating a drug dealer. Yes. (laughs) Now, according to this, according to the information here, and it is sourced um, here, uh, there is a um, there's a video here that talks about uh, there, there, there are sources at the bottom. One of them is actually Uncivil Law and Nate the Lawyer talking about this. And Uncivil yes. Law and Nate the Lawyer are two uh, people who I follow and, and enjoy um, and trust. Yeah. I trust that they're being objective and honest, um, even if even if they're wrong at times. And I think both of them have been wrong at times. They're being objective and honest. Um, they're not liars. So mm-hmm. but but this is the, the real killer here is that uh Point four, these officers had been told affirmatively that Taylor's ex-boyfriend, who was the drug dealer, she wasn't dating him. He was an ex. Taylor's ex-boyfriend did not live there and was not receiving packages there. Yeah. So the, 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 the argument that I have seen used the most to justify the murder of Breonna Taylor, that she shouldn't have been dating these bad guys, wouldn't have mattered. Right. And yeah, didn't it all, matter. It was all bullshit. Yeah. She was not, in fact, dating that. a drug dealer. I remember that, that people talking about that a while ago, which is like, well, she was dating someone who was, you know, having drugs sent there or like had drugs in the back of his car or was, you know, dealing drugs out of the back of his car or was, you know, uh, uh, having drugs sent to his house or things like that. You know, it's just like, well, no, this is bullshit. This is yeah. this is <laughs> this is clearly not true. Point yeah. four point four in this thread. 
it is not true that 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 she was dating a drug dealer who was having drugs sent to that house. Which was the whole justification. Yeah. Wow. And then and then the them being in plain clothes. Right. That, yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucked. But I will say this. There was a recent Supreme Court decision which uh, uh, kind of is good on that point. There, there was a, uh, a woman who was um, part at, I cannot remember the name of the case. I'm, I apologize. I'll try to look it up later. But um, there was a woman who was parked at this apartment complex and the there were cops there who were um, showing up for something else entirely and they just decided she was suspicious they surrounded her car and she got a, got scared. Uh, she saw figures surrounding her car. She didn't see that they were police. They were wearing vests that said police on them, but she couldn't read them. It was it was a, it was dark. Um, it was it was it was before sunrise. And um, she just saw a bunch of people with guns surrounding her car. She left. She she drove away quickly. They fired on her and shot her. And the Supreme Court was called to decide whether shooting a person counts as a seizure under the Fourth Amendment. Oh, oh I remember hearing about this. Wow. Yeah, uh, they, they decided rightly uh, it is a seizure to shoot someone. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, uh, the the so so that whole idea of like you can't identify that it's come, and we saw this, too. If you remember the Andrew Coffee case. Uh, Andrew mm -hmm. Coffey, yes. who was acquitted on the same day that um, that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was um, Andrew Coffey, I believe the third uh, was acquitted of uh, shooting at cops. And I think he might have even hit cops um, who were entering his house. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. it, he was acquitted on the basis of self-defense. Um, he was still, uh, he still got in trouble. He was a felon in possession of a firearm. So he yeah. was not acquitted of those charges, but he was acquitted of the, of the actual reason he was there, which was the, uh, that he had fired on police. They found that he was acting in self-defense. So there is nothing wrong with firing on people, breaking into your house, um, who have not identified themselves as people you should not be firing on. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's 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 purely self-defense. Yeah. Especially if those and people then, are um, armed. Yeah. A continuation of point seven in this too. Not so not only were they playing clothes, but one of the officers, Hankerson, exited the apartment and began shooting wildly, like uh near neighbor neighbors, uh <laughs> in, oh, in yeah. the places he could not see. Yes. Like, gun safety, sir. Please, <laughs> you're shooting and you don't know what is on the other end of that. He's firing. Uh, he's shooting. got no idea what's downrange. He's firing into blinds. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. what a fucking moron. Oh, OK, that that is I am. I'll tell you what I will tell you this as as horrifying as all this is. I'm glad it's come out because. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is there is no argument left. That the shooting of right. Breonna it's, Taylor yeah, exactly. was justified at all. <laughs> yep. There is no argument left whatsoever. 
that that yeah that was a bad shoot plain and simple yeah there was no there yeah, was no justification all their arguments are now gone right because i remember some people talking about well you know he shouldn't have shot against police right so no matter what i think about that they can no longer they can no longer make that argument at all because they were not dressed as police officers in the first place it was a yep. no-knock raid uh, at people dressed in street clothes in the middle of the night yep yeah, yeah, there's no way to know they're cops. Yeah. No way to know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. And in, 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 a, in a sad parallel to the, uh, to the uh, uh, Regina Nicholas and, uh, and David uh, Tuttle. I forgot his first name now. I said it a minute ago. Um, in a sad parallel to their killings, um, the cops lied to obtain the search warrant right yeah exactly so it's just so this is uh this is a common thing man i'm I'm not i'm i'm i don't know why people keep giving these cops the benefit of the doubt i really don't know why every time they do it it comes out that no something no they fucked up they fucked up either unwittingly they fucked up and and it's not justifiable or they on purpose lied and covered shit up I mean, yep. the same thing happened at Uvalde. We talked about that a lot, that people were trying to give the cops the benefit of the doubt there. No, they just fucked up. There is no justification. People need to stop giving these cops the benefit, the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. How long have we been going? Holy shit, it's like an hour and a half. Uh, uh, yeah. Did you send... Let me look real quick. I think that was the only thing I sent. Um, I could be wrong. Okay, I think we can skip the shop. The the uh, okay, guy who yeah. stabbed the. We can skip That's the fine, guy yeah. who stabbed the um, the the that that dude's an idiot. He went on it. He went on Reddit and did an AMA. Oh my god. Yeah, he's. Wow. Ugh. If you find yourself just a just a piece of information, and this isn't even necessarily uh, you don't have to know anything about law to know this. Um, If you find yourself in a violent confrontation with a person um, and you stab that person multiple times, uh, talk to a lawyer and only (laughs) a lawyer. Don't go on Reddit and start talking about the event. Because you're going to be either arrested or sued in civil court. And chances are, if the things you said on Reddit undermine at all your legal justification for having stabbed that person, you're going to fucking prison. Yeah. Keep your goddamn mouth shut when you stab people. I think yeah, that's a pretty that basic like pretty good information. Yeah, yeah, right? It's not even yeah. advice. I'm just saying yeah, as a person. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking talk. If you're stabbing people, if you have stabbed someone, speak to an attorney and only an attorney. Ah. <laughs> uh, 
I can't. It's, this dude is a moron. That's, He's a moron. Yeah, that's like that's some top tier like like five head like big brain shit right there. Go to 4chan. Uh, <laughs> talk, talk about. <laughs> I don't even think the stabbing was unjustified necessarily morally. Um, I think legally he's got problems, but morally, I'm, I don't think the stabbing was necessarily unjustified. I mean, there's somebody who jumped the counter to rob you. You don't know what they're going to do. Um, but on the other hand, uh, shut up. Stop talking about it. You don't talk about it ever. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. He's going to be in trouble. I think he's going to be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the civil system, I wanted to say, um, Alex Jones. Oh, lost. yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yes. His defamation case, uh, part of what well, one of the, one of the cases is over. Um, uh, he is found to owe in actual damages $4 million. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's per plaintiff. I think that's per plaintiff. And um, though I could be wrong. Uh, in fact, I think I am wrong. I don't think it's per plaintiff. I think that's total. And uh, they found uh, something like $45 million in punitive damages. Oh, wow. Yeah, Texas has a cap, though, uh, of $750,000 per... Uh, uh, there's an interesting argument to be had um, about whether that's per plaintiff or per uh, cause of action. Because these, these plaintiffs, a lot of these plaintiffs have several causes of action. So um, I think it's per cause of action because that's the only way it makes sense, really. So that's going to cap out somewhere around, I think, 15 million. Uh, once you add it all together, all the plaintiffs and all their causes of action at seven hundred and fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars should come out somewhere around 15 million. Um, so in punitive damages, 15 million in actual damages, four million. But I wanted to talk about just for a moment, I wanted to bring up. That. One of the attorneys in this case asked the jury, I'm, I'm going to read this quote, asked the jury to, this is from yeah. a, a New York, the New York Post, asked the jury to deliver a verdict big enough to, quote, take the bullhorn away from Jones, uh, quote, I ask that with your verdict, you not only take Alex Jones' platform that he talks about away, I ask that you make sure he can't rebuild the platform. That's what matters. Lawyer Wesley Ball said, quote, that is punishment. That is deterrence. Is that is that a First Amendment violation? Uh, OK, the For reason. The first, OK, so here's the problem. The First Amendment wasn't yeah. an issue in this case because mm -hmm. of the default judgment that happened earlier on. Um, okay. The First Amendment would have been decided prior to all of this uh, going out okay. into the actual causes of action in the trial. And because there was a default judgment against Jones on the um, on uh, whether or not the charges were founded, basically, um, that that's where he would have brought up the First Amendment argument to say that these charges mm -hmm. can't they're not charges. I'm sorry to say that these causes of action are not founded. Uh, he would he would have to argue the First Amendment and say, no, it's, it's, this is my first right. I can do it. Yada, yada, yada. Well, because there was a default judgment against him at that stage, he lost his opportunity to argue that. You know what I mean? Does that I make see. sense? Yeah. Yes. Because there's yes. there's a there's a stage where you decide whether the causes of action are legitimate, and then there's the stage where you actually argue the causes of action. 
And at that first stage is where he would have had to argue the First Amendment. But there was a default judgment against him at that stage uh, for not complying uh, totally with discovery. So they said, OK, then you lose this part of the argument. Well, that also tanked his First Amendment argument as well. So mm -hmm. then you move on to the merits of the actual causes of action. And you can't bring up the First Amendment as a defense there. Because the assumption is that it's not protected. The assumption is that the causes of action are good because you got through that first that first stage. So the the way that uh, or at least that's how I understand it. If I'm wrong about that, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm wrong about that, but I want to leave the opportunity open to be corrected. Um, mm -hmm. My problem with this is that that's not the point of the civil system. The civil system, oh, right, right. The civil system is designed to provide uh, remuneration for victims of torts. Right. Right. For damages and not like, so he, he's going out there and like trying to advocate for a punishment uh, rather than like remuneration, as you said. Right. And, and punitive damages are a thing and, and have been a thing for a long yeah. time in, in, at, at, at common law. But the point of the civil system is not to punish. Right. Punitive damages are 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 not. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, I've, I've never been a fan of punitive any, damages. I agree. Can he get in any um, any uh, the uh, that lawyer, I guess, can he get in any trouble uh, for that, for saying that or no? No, no. OK. Um, but I, I uh, subjectively, in my opinion. Right. Um, and all the other ways to cover my ass. Uh, mm -hmm. this looks a lot to me like abuse of the civil system. Like you're mm -hmm. trying oh, to sure, use the sure. civil system yeah. as if it's a criminal system. Right. Yeah. It definitely does seem like motivated by we don't like Alex Jones uh, particularly. And exactly. Uh, let's, you stick it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Take away his platform. Well, how does that? Yeah. How does how is that remuneration? Right. You'd almost you'd think you'd want him to be able to make money in order to pay the people you think he actually hurt. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it kind of helps you if he can work. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I, it doesn't it doesn't make it to me again, it, it, subjectively, in my opinion, in all the other ways to cover to cover my ass. This looks like abuse of the civil system to me. You, you can't. I, 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 at least I don't respect it. I don't respect it. Yeah. Even if he's supposed to, even if he should lose this defamation suit, which I think his First yeah. Amendment argument would matter. But OK, that's that's gone. All right. Let's just mm -hmm. whatever. Even if he should lose this defamation case, even if he should lose this suit. Uh, which it may may very well be. Um, it's still not supposed to be punishment. It's supposed to be remuneration. It's supposed to make the mm -hmm. victim whole. It's already difficult to account for emotional damages. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I'm OK with that. I'm, I'm OK yeah. with us. I'm OK with us accounting for emotional damages and for I'm OK with that being hard. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that yeah. because it's still damage that was done to the individual. Right. The victim of the tort at, 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 you know, this is a private law thing, right? I'm fine with it. Yeah. But, um, 
punitive damages, I just don't like the, I just don't like punitive damages as a concept, especially when they lead attorneys to make arguments like this, that we're here to not to make the victim whole, but to punish Alex Jones. Yeah, exactly. They're, yeah, they're turning it into something like, let's restore the victim for, for the damages they suffered versus let's uh, gang up and punish this person. It's a exactly. completely different mindset. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I just wanted to talk about that just for a moment that there's a no because nobody's talking about it. Everyone's talking oh, about um, like how he got this massive judgment against him and fine. <laughs> but like. I, I don't know anything about this. so I'm like genuinely asking you, uh, is, are there any updates on the Chris Chan trial? <laughs> OK, so that's coming up. Um, OK, yeah, we can do that for another episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very unlikely that it's going to be streamed or anything, which is kind of. Oh, that's going to be. That's a bummer. That could, yeah. that could like that would be one of the most popular trials, I think. Oh, like, I know <laughs> they would have no idea why. Culture? Yeah, <laughs> the stream would go down all the time. Can you imagine the jury having to watch like the Chris Chan like documentary for <laughs> life? You know that the like sixty part documentary on YouTube. Or whatever? Yeah. All uh, sixty five yeah. parts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my oh god. god! That whole thing, the the Chris Chan thing, is just that uh, that trial is going to be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for the news to come out about that. I, again, I, I, I doubt it's going to stream, but I kind of wish it would. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. OK, man, well, you could pay off the national debt if you like made that pay-per-view. Oh, hell something, yeah. And then just like, yeah. Just... Oh, hell yeah. The amount of money that like the law tube streamers <laughs> could make off of that thing. Uh -huh, yeah. yeah. God, it's super chats alone. Um, <laughs> OK, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up? No, I'm pretty good with this episode. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been going for 140. I think that's good. Um, well, uh, God, we've talked about a lot. Uh, we we, <laughs> yeah. we hit the we hit on the uh, the anniversary of the nuclear bombings. We hit on that Breonna Taylor report. I'm so happy all that shit came out about that. Yeah, really dude. Am. Yeah, that's. It's, it's been a while since I heard anything about that case. And like, it was always one of those things where it's like a lot of information was kind of sketchy to begin with. So I'm, I'm also like very glad, like things are like becoming clearer. Absolutely. Um, remember to a hotline.com number two, capital a hotline.com. If you uh, want to challenge the Biden administration's rules on 80% lowers and, uh, Oh goodness. Well, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not anywhere close to, my actual computer, so I certainly don't have an outro. <laughs> um. That's fine. Uh, yeah, we. Oh, um, I'll talk to you about this after, like, after the show. But uh, next week, uh, we may have our our first guest on. That would be very nice. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, where can people find you, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, where I'll be arguing for the next couple days about uh, the atomic bombings uh, at ace underscore arcist. And you can follow my Substack at acearcist.substack.com. And that's where you can find me. Excellent. Uh, have you been anywhere recently? You your friend. Um, so I was on, yes, I was on um, uh, Forest Mommy. I was on her on Twitter. I was on her show, um, her, like, uh, her live stream on Twitter. Um, that was, I think, a few days ago. And then I was on the Kelly Patrick show 
Um, he's a, uh, a a podcaster out of Kentucky. Uh, and he had me on to talk about like anarchism and stuff. So uh, check those two appearances out. And yeah, that's it. All right. Excellent. OK, uh, uh, you can find my friend. friend. Yeah, my friend, uh, Pacing Joska, J-O-U-S-K-A, uh, on Twitter. And uh, uh, you can find this show at T-E-T-C dot show. Um, and uh, let me let me think, is there anything else that I wanted to talk about uh, or plug? No, I don't think so. OK. All right. Again, don't have an outro, so uh, peace. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>